everyone. Uh, Welcome to my very first podcast, Notes of Hope by Linnea Baker. I am so glad you guys are here with me. I'm kind of just winging this first one to see um, (laughs) how I do. And I wanted it to be pretty authentic so um, you could relate to it and I could give some uh, valuable information in a short amount of time. So I wanted this podcast to be something that would be helpful for those who are not only uh, believers or Christians, but for those who are really struggling, um, who don't believe at all, I have many friends who are gay, straight, um, atheists, Christians. So I want this place to be um, a place that you know you are loved and accepted no matter what. There's no ifs. There's no going to be trying to change you. Um, It's just me sharing my story. As a person who is a survivor of um, major depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, trauma, trauma-induced mania, abuse, complex post-traumatic stress disorder, and um, anxiety. So it's also for anybody who's just struggling at a point or at a season in their life. Um, I am living proof that recovery is possible. Um, I am a licensed therapist and um, I haven't always been a licensed therapist. Um, It took a lot of years to do the work. I've actually been hospitalized due to severe depression. So um, growing up, I'll, I'll give you a little bit about my background. Um, Growing up, I grew up in a Christian home, but there was also a lot of dysfunction. Um, I grew up as a PK, a pastor's kid. Um, My parents were kids when they got married. They were very young, so it was kind of like kids raising kids. But they were also wounded parents. Um, They came out of dysfunctional homes. My dad had been abused by my grandfather. My mom had been severely abused by her mother. And so they brought that into uh, their, their relationship. And, you know, they did the best that they could with the tools that they had. Um, And I'm grateful for my grandmother, who was such a strong encouragement and mentor in not only my life, but in my dad's life, in my mom's life, um, in my brother's life. Um, My grandma Hanold was just a bright light. Um, So my dad was the pastor, uh, the first pastor of a little church plant called Stillwater Hill Community Church. And uh, he, along with other members of the church, um, helped build this little country church. It started out in tents, in big army tents, and then they grew, and then they decided to build a bigger 
building. And I grew up in that church and that was where uh, I really learned about faith and trusting God in all things. And I learned that from a very early age. Um, I never doubted God's existence, even before I even knew what church really was. I was always talking to God. But, um, so when I was 10 years old, about fifth grade, fourth grade, um, depression hit me. Um, life was pretty stable up through my sixth grade year. Uh, my dad was pastoring, my mom was doing youth group and music. I was the oldest of three. I have two younger brothers. Um, my dad was not only a pastor, but he was also a Vietnam veteran. And he had fought in the jungles on the front lines in the Vietnam War. Um, he had seen a lot of trauma and he had been in the middle of a lot of war fighting. Um, he had suppressed all of those memories and at the time uh, he didn't realize it but he had post-traumatic stress disorder. So my dad went from a fun-loving dad and a people person whom everybody loved because he joked around, he made people feel accepted and loved, never judged people, to becoming a recluse, suicidal, depressed, isolated human being. Um, he had to resign as being pastor when I was in sixth grade and he became delusional. He thought he was in Vietnam again. And not only did he think that he was in Vietnam, he thought our whole family was. And so we moved our family from the church parsonage house up into a rust-colored uh, building up in the woods. We called the barn. My brother slept in the loft. They climbed a ladder up to the loft and my parents and I slept below. Um, my dad was trying to protect us from the enemy. I'm using air quotes <laughs> um, because he thought we were in Vietnam and so he had live hand grenades, he had guns, um, he would set traps around that barn. Um, and he also threatened that he would take us all out in a suicide pack. I remember that. And so, huh, talk about walking on eggshells. Um, we were not supposed to tell anybody about our situation, our living situation. Um, my dad always felt like we were being hunted by the enemy. And so, I never knew in his mind if he thought that if once we were caught, he would take us out in a suicide pact or something before they caught us. Um, eventually, that took a toll on all of us. Um, my mom sunk into a severe depression. I think we all did. Um, but my dad was very militant and he had to keep things in order, uh, meticulous, or rage 
would happen from my dad. So I was taking care of my mom and my brothers. I was making meals, making lunches. And of course, this is a part of the dysfunction in my family, the illness. Um, and it started a spiral of depression. And it was out of my faith in God. That's what kept me going because I started having dreams of um, just spiritual type of dreams that gave me hope. And at the time, um, there was one thing my dad let me have in that barn, which was a miracle. And it was a piano. And music was my lifeline. It was my sanctuary. It was where I poured out all my emotions. I would write music pieces and music with lyrics. I'd been writing music since I was in third grade and playing piano since I was four. And I know God knew that I would need that to heal. So I started a Facebook group or a Facebook page called Notes of Hope. and. The notes of hope have been a, a life source throughout my entire life. It's not just notes of writing and journaling my experiences, but it's also musical notes of healing where words are, um, they, where words just don't even come close to the emotions. So that's just a little sidebar. Anyways, um, Eventually, my dad got help. Um, I confided in my grandma, Hanald, and um, police had been called. Uh, the ambulance had been called. Um, and my dad was taken to a hospital in Seattle, Washington. And that was such a huge blessing because through medication, amazing doctors, support groups. My dad started to become his old self again. He started to heal. And at this time we were with my grandparents in Washington. Um, this was over a period about a full year. And right before my freshman year in high school, my dad had been thriving through talk therapy and medication that he was able to accept a teaching job at a high school down in Oregon. So um, he accepted that job and became head of the theology and Bible department at this Christian high school. And so we moved from uh, the rainy state of Washington <laughs> to the tropical state of Oregon. And trust me, it is a lot more rainy in Washington than it is in Oregon. And the summers are much hotter in Oregon. And for me though, that was like, it was the hardest move in my life because I was leaving friends and family, but it was the best move of my life. I was getting a fresh start, we all were. So I attended high school here in Oregon and but during this time i constantly was being triggered by body memories flashbacks depression um, 
my depression followed me and I thought I could run away from it. And so after high school, um, I went to college and um, during that time in college, during finals week, I had uh, decided to go down to um, the grocery store this was my second year in college during finals week and I was getting like uh, snacks and drinks for my roommate and I so we could stay up all night and cram for our finals and this was during the day and about this time um, I'm not sure if you've ever had a feeling of being watched um, but I had this feeling of dread and Without going into details, um, I, have, I was being stalked by a drug dealer and I was viciously attacked. Um, so that really sent me over the edge as far as post-traumatic stress disorder and that trauma. Um, and again, I tried to run away. I dropped out of college because I could no longer function. I was starting to have really dark thoughts. Um, I ended up going away and living in Spain for a year, um, not with any mission group, just to get away <laughs> because I was trying to um, figure out what was happening with me. I felt crazy. I felt like I was the only one that was having panic attacks and depression and trauma-induced mania where I would have all this energy um, because something would trigger a trauma memory and then I wouldn't be able to sleep for days. Um, so I went there for a year and I ended up traveling around. Um, the miracle is, is that I made it back alive and God really had his hand on me. I then moved to Alaska and all of this was going on because I was trying to run away. Eventually I met my husband um, in 1996 and I had become a chameleon to the point where um, I could become anything, adapt to any situation. I had to, it was a sur survival skill growing up. And so I could appear normal, whatever normal is. And so um, we dated for a very short time and got married. And they say the first year of marriage is the hardest, but uh, my husband had no idea what was in store for him. Um, I would go from zero to 60 rage in nothing flat and later I would find out that was from uh, depression and trauma triggers and anxiety and it got to a point where my depression was so consuming I couldn't even get out of bed um, he said you know what something is wrong with you we need to get help for you and I'm like, what do you mean? There's someone who can actually help me? This whole time I thought I had a character flaw. 
um, something spiritually was wrong with me, like spiritual warfare. Um, it turned out it was a medical problem. And so I went to a psychiatrist for the first time and I was diagnosed with uh, clinical or major depression and uh, trauma-induced mania, anxiety, complex post-traumatic stress disorder, which means that you, it usually happens early in life where you experience abuse or trauma, the same kind over and over again. It can be emotional, physical, verbal. And um, then of course, post-traumatic stress disorder due to being attacked by a drug dealer. <clears throat> it was during this time that I was put on medication and I can honestly tell you I felt amazing for the very first time in my entire life. I felt this huge cloud lift. I was like, is this what it's like to live a normal healthy life? Medication was my lifeline. It took me out of really dark thoughts and helped me function. Um, and because of medication, I was able to do talk therapy. I was able to go through cognitive behavior therapy, trauma therapy, work through a lot of issues. And that is how God continually started healing me. Um, recovery isn't lit linear it doesn't keep going up and up and up and you get better and better and better it can be a roller coaster uh, so self-awareness was a huge thing I had to basically reprogram my brain and the great thing about how we are created is that we can create serotonin the dopamine um, Positive thoughts even can create new neural pathways in our brain. And so it wasn't easy. And there were times where I would spiral. In fact, after our second son was born, I spiraled into such a deep depression that I ended up in the hospital, the psychiatric hospital for a whole month. Um, that was the worst place in my life mentally and emotionally and it was the best place it was rock bottom but it was also a place where I started my stepping stones to health and healing and I had hope um, because I started to learn how to take care of myself uh, not just self-care but that I was actually worth taken care of. My entire life I was used to taking care of my younger brothers or my, my parents. The focus was always on someone else and I never felt worthy or even validated. And to have someone just to sit and listen to me and validate me, I cannot even tell you how powerful that is. Most people listen to respond to someone else with their own story or with their own relatable experience. Most people don't listen just to listen. 
and let you talk and validate your feelings. And when that happened, I felt like a huge healing took place. And so it was at that point where I really started to heal. And it was a long journey, but then I was able to go back to school and finish uh, some online degrees in theology and psychology. And, um, you know, I tell people that I compare doctors to like movies. Just because you see a movie you don't like doesn't mean that you're going to stop seeing movies forever. Um, I would hope not. You would just go to a different one. And I hope that you can get that out of my podcast here. That you will have hope. Even if you've had 10 bad doctors. um, There's a way you can interview your doctor to know if it's a good fit. And that is important. It's important to know that you are worth every bit of self-care and recovery and there are dreams that God has put on your heart and mind that only you can carry out in this world that's why you matter so I hope that um, me sharing a little bit about my story today um, will give you hope because I not only know what it's like to feel despair and depression, but I also know what it's like to have a fulfilling recovery, continually working on my recovery while helping others. Um, I'm not the same person I was years ago, and I'm so thankful for that. So I hope that I can be a a source of hope for you through my music and through my notes of hope here and um, things that I share with you. So you're not just getting some tips from a therapist, you're getting some tips from someone who has been there and knows what it's like. And there's a lot more to my story and my background and I know this seems like a long post, but um, I'm in my car right now, and it looks like I need gas. (laughs) Anyways, um, I hope you'll continually come back and and listen to get some encouragement. Um, The one verse that got me through a lot of trauma in my life and fear and depression and anxiety, um, whether you are, are a Christian or not, I still want to share this affirmation and this truth with you because it's so important that we speak life into ourselves, especially if you're in a toxic environment where you're not getting that. So this verse is Isaiah 41.10. Do not fear for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So wherever you're at today, I just hope that you know that you matter. And we'll get through the struggles of life together. I'm here for you. Okay, 
Thanks so much, and I will talk to you soon.